Oh no, I, I don't think it comes with age. I think it comes with a show of responsibility. Um, I told my I told my children upfront that the earliest that you would ever possibly think of having a phone is in secondary school, but even then, there's no guarantees. If you cannot show me by then that you know how to exercise self control, you don't know how to exercise self discipline, you're not getting a phone, because the minute you give them such a powerful device, there's almost it's it's going to be very hard to get back. You are listening to the WADT Podcast and this week we continue with our new series called Hot Potatoes where we discuss difficult situations parents face with their children and provide some practical tips on how to handle them. If there is a hot potato that you would like us to touch on, do let us know through our social media platforms or email. My co-hosts today are Hafiz, Kevin and Shufan. Hi everyone, welcome back. Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. Now, I got a question for you. I'm sure you've heard of boomers, baby boomers. Yes, Paksa, right? it's today's topic. Yeah. How about, some legging, sorry. Zoom- How about zoomers? Have you heard of the term zoomers? Zombies, I've heard. Zoomers. <laughs> People on Zoom a lot. <laughs> Well, they actually is another term that is referred to the Gen Z, okay, the Gen Z, or otherwise known as iGen or iGeneration, or the Net Generation, or the Digital Natives, and many, many other terms. So basically, they are referring to Gen Z, okay? And Gen Z are those that are born between uh, 1995 or 97 and all the way to, well, present day, you know, 2000 and uh, 12 around there okay so these are the children all right who were born into the internet age almost with a digital device in their hands from birth <laughs> and the internet age has enabled them to travel to connect with people around the world without having to leave their homes but at the same time the internet age has produced the fattest the most depressed, <clears throat> most depressed and most sleep deprived generation in history. So Gen Z, watch out. Now let's let's talk about um, the struggles that parents have, you know, with regards to children's use of digital devices and screen time. Okay. And uh, let's begin with this question. What do you think you know, is the internet, is the digital devices good or bad? Let's start with Kevin. I, I, I don't think we should uh, just label it good or bad. I think uh, a digital device or the access to internet is like fire, lah, you know, or like a knife. Uh, they, it can be used for two ways, right? Um, for fire, you can use to cook things, uh, can provide warmth. But if fire out of control, can burn, can, can kill. Right. Same for a knife. A knife, when used properly, can perform surgery, can cut things for us. But if used on the wrong way, wrong, wrong, wrong usage or overuse, um, <coughs> yeah, people can get hurt, lah, right? So same thing for digital. I think if we look at it that way, it is a tool for us to use. It has bettered our lives in, uh, for more, in more ways than one. Provide us with a lot of information, sometimes a bit too much. Um, but, but having the digital age come upon us, it has its benefits, so I wouldn't write it off so to uh, to to so 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 quickly. Uh, I think the caution would be then to how do we use it and maximize it for our advantage. 
All right, Shufan, the mother of five. <laughs> How do you see, you know, this digital age, the internet and all the digital devices? Uh, to be honest, I, I really struggled with it because I grew up in an age where you had Dalak modem. Um, and so you had to call a number and you hear that sound uh, before you actually get access into the World Wide Web, as they called it the last time, and to do things. Whereas now, um, my children, they just press a button and they click on the screen and immediately they are into, into this whole world, uh, digital world and digital realm. And um, I, I think I struggle a lot just having that mindset shift that, okay, my children are growing up in a digital age. They are growing up where um, in kindergarten, they have robotics class. Um, mm. I grew up in a world where in primary one, primary two, they learn coding. I'm like, when I was primary one, primary two, I was climbing in drains and like climbing up trees, you know. <laughs> um, so, so it 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 took a really big um, mental model shift uh, for me, uh, just to help them see that okay, it's it's going to be part of the education. It's going to be part of their lifestyle. Um, instead of me trying to restrain them and to restrict them uh, because of my own uh, growing up uh, style. How can I support them but also teach them to use uh, the internet wisely, to, to use the access to all these things uh, in a way that would benefit them and not harm them. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's pretty much where I'm coming from today. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think that's the thing about technology. There are lots of benefits but there are lots of ways you can abuse them and misuse them and you know it turns around to to harm you in in different ways office i i'm sure like you and i you know we grew up uh when in in our childhood there was no such thing as the internet you know and then gradually internet went public only in 1992 okay um that's where you know people are beginning to access the internet but there were hardly any content on the internet at that time and so, you know, we, we were not internet or digital natives in that sense, but our children, you know, uh, my, my first child was born in 1992. So, you know, that was the beginning of the internet age. Uh, so were your kids. How, how did you feel? Were you, were you curious? Were you anxious? <laughs> what was your feeling like? Uh, I was clueless. La. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, when, when uh, I mean, I, I tried different things uh, and many failed, you know, and uh, I think I thought sometimes it's a mistake, you know. So, for example, uh, unlike many other of my friends, right, my kids have their first smartphone only when they are in secondary school, all right, and I, I really make it a rule, every one of them, although time changed, right, from my first kid who was born in 1995 to the last kid born in 2007, Oh, that is 20, about 20 years, right? 18, 20 years. So times change and uh, I didn't change my style, all right? And mm. uh, maybe that is also uh, something that we need to be mindful of. You were saying about today's kids, they are born with, uh, you know, uh, the handphone in their hands, you know, and we need to understand that and be able to adjust, all right? Because, yeah, we, are, we, we they say that, no, my teacher tell me to have, a, uh, to, to get a, a device, a tablet or, no, so you, you got to understand that. But at the same time, I think uh, managed it. So I think that's where uh, the the challenge is. Yeah. Mm. You know the WHO and the uh, Academy of Pediatrics that's in America have come up with a 
list of any recommendations in terms of screen time for children in different age groups. And I guess the, this became necessary because, you know, there was this um, increase in the amount of time that children were spending on screen and they're beginning to notice also through different studies about the negative impacts that it has on you know brain development cognitive development of young children for example you know and i don't know if you know this uh, but well the last i checked in uh, 2015 singapore was the second most internet addicted country in the world uh, our children and youths spend more time on the internet than our counterparts in america even in the area of gaming now we we always think that americans are you know really gamers right they spend hours and hours yes they do but according to studies and, and statistics singaporean youth spend more time gaming than the american youth can you imagine that <laughs> okay i don't know if that's news to you okay but let, let's go through this uh, list of recommendations according to age groups and then you know we'll talk about the different struggles and different um you know problems that uh, parents are facing today so beginning from birth until about 18 months or maybe up to two years old the recommendations is that absolutely zero screen time all right zero screen time okay except for video calls with loved ones like you know well this applies to america where maybe grandparents live in a different city a different state and therefore you know uh, you do zoom calls or skype chats or facetime uh, and then you, you know you bring the child or the infant into it so that that's that's the only exception to the rule okay but today i think um, what do you think parents are doing <laughs> how many parents do you think are abiding by this recommendation kevin uh it's very sad to be honest um, when, when we go out to eat uh, in coffee shops or restaurants most of the time you see the the child having a device plonk, uh, in front of them uh, while while the parent are going uh, by the uh, going by the food but uh, i think very sad also while the kid is eating the screen is also in front of them um, so I, I i i do not know what other uh, how, how how it goes around but um, I think it, it starts with the parents that uh, are the parents on the on their devices a lot as well because as much as they they if they if they abide with that recommendation for example zero to twenty four months right that they zero screen time except for FaceTiming with their relatives um, but if the if the parent is there taking the photo of their kid kind of thing, the the handphone is in hand when the parents are there and then when the kid sees that device or they may not even know it's a device they just see it's a thing right or a toy right they will reach for it. And as a parent, you want to abide with that rule, then you have to keep your phone. And then distract the kid. And then when the kids turn it around, then you take a phone and take again. It's like it's it's not practical for, for the parent to 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 abide with that that kind of rule, you know. Or if the parent is is also a gamer, for example, or is on Instagram, for example, right? Then the kid will, will see the mom or the dad doing uh, using the phone. And then they want to come and come and see what, what are you up to, you know? So it's 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 quite difficult for parents to if they want to be able to abide with with such uh, uh, recommendations. Shufen, when your kids were younger, uh, you know, let's say infants or under two years old, uh, what, what were your experience like? Uh, I think the experience with the first and second child to having the fourth and fifth child is, is very different. 
um, when I first became a mom, uh, you have all these ideals, right? And so I knew about this no screen time rule. Uh, and and so I I think pretty much for the first and second child, it was it was pretty good. Like, you know, we had, we had no TV, um, uh, no TV programs. Uh, and I don't think they, they watch much on my phone. The only thing they do on my phone is like listen to music. Like if, if, if we're on, in the car, like let's play some music. Uh, for them to listen in the car but even then the phones with me they, they, they don't get to hold it um yeah so i i think the experience with uh the the first two or three children is very different with uh the the later the later ones and i think it's been made even more difficult um because of covid uh for the last two years when when circuit breaker first happened and we couldn't go out anywhere um just having to think of things to occupy the children at home uh everyone just being at home in the confined space trying to think of um activities hands-on activities educational activities like you know sometimes there's only so much that uh one can do um and at the end of the day you know that the parent is so stressed up and and so bogged up you know that we just okay you know let's just watch some tv for a while and so i've i have also kind of shifted my position. I used to be really, really, um, uh, I won't say hardcore, but I, I can't think of a better word now, but really, really hardcore. <laughs> uh, yeah, that the children Great. do not have any screen time on weekdays because to me that school days and you know, you're just going to do work and um, we go out and play. Uh, and and so pre-COVID, I think that was all fine. Like no, no issues with that, you know, on after they come back, they do their work. After the twins have their nap, we wake up, we go out and play, and then we come back for dinner, and then we sleep. That was fine. And then COVID struck, and then we couldn't go out anywhere. Uh, firstly, because my family's so big, and secondly, because uh, the playgrounds were closed, everything was closed, um, and so we all found ourselves stuck at home. And then I'm like, what am I going to do at home with five children? You know, like there's only so much sticks and ladders I can play, so much Monopoly I can play, so much uh, Uno I can play, so much painting and Play-Doh I can do, and Lego and like, you know, stacking blocks and like, when I see towels, I'm like, okay, I'm done, like what's next? Um, Paint the house. So, oh, cannot, cannot. I, I think that one is a, a, a bit much. <laughs> yeah, so I think that, that that's when I realized, okay, you know, um, in the bigger grander scheme of things what if we watch tv together you know um so we'd find something to watch on 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 the tv and i think that's when i'm also learning that okay it's not that they are glued to the screen it's not that the first thing they come home it's on the tv and they're addicted to it i think it's still in a very controlled manner they know that okay it's only for one episode just like only 20 20 30 minutes and after that we switch it off and do something else um so yeah i i think as the number of children increase and also with the situation like nation that we are in, I think um, just dealing with screen time and media use has been quite different for me as well. Yeah, I think uh, when you have one child, okay, you can, you, I mean, you have, you have the freedom to set your rules and all that. And then mm -hmm. when you have a second child, all right, and the second child will look at the older one, you know, and if the older one is old enough to have a phone and the younger one would say, how about me? <laughs> so that's where everything gets more challenging. What are your thoughts on, on, on this? So, yeah, I think I, I remember when uh, my kid was, I mean, my first two kids, right? 
this is called digital. Now it's called digital pacifier. Then it was mm. called you know TV as a pacifier. So we had a lot of CDs. You know, I think Shufan. I think maybe you are another what do you call that uh, school of thought lah. You know, but for me, it's like uh, educational. Alright, I I I make sure that they watch educational. Uh, I mean, kids uh, movies or or shows lah. And uh, yeah, I can get carried away, you know, because the kids, because I think they are more, they get uh, a clue to the TV very easily. And then you tend to, you know, uh, yeah, that's your nanny, you know, for the day. <laughs> And you don't, you don't have a limit. So I think different generations, it's not about, today we have a smartphone, then it was a TV, you know, uh, you know, we, we can't run away from that. But how then you set limits and being consistent to it. Nah. So for example, we ourselves, can get addicted and we ourselves are challenged right i mean with phones with every gadget around us you know so for example uh this is my challenge uh handphone or smartphone on the table uh, while having dinner or having a meal it's always been a challenge mm. for me frankly i always always uh, you know tell my children don't you know then when uh, you know they always have a way to go around it you don't want me to sit on the table i go to my room it's even worse <laughs> they have their meal in the room Okay, so you you have to really manage that, you know, because if it, you you don't really do it properly, they will find other ways to uh, do it, you know, in their own way. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I touch on that in the uh, workshop that, that I conduct about how uh, how to set the rule. Okay, and I use this as an example, you know, because I think I think which parent doesn't want to have a uh device free meal time so i talk about how to set a rule for that well if you want to know come and attend my workshop <laughs> a very important question and that's also on many many parents mind is at what age what is the right age for me to give my child a mobile phone what's your recommendation oh no i i don't think it comes with age i think it comes with a show of responsibility Um, I told my I told my children upfront that the earliest that you would ever possibly think of having a phone is a secondary school, but even then there's no guarantees. If you cannot show me by then that you know how to exercise self control, you don't know how to exercise self discipline, you're not getting a phone, because the minute you give them such a powerful device, there's almost it's it's going to be very hard to get back. Um, and and I and I don't think. And and we've told them, you know, we are not giving this to you unless you show that you you know what you're dealing with, you know how to deal with it, and um, they can be responsible for 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 what they are going to be in charge of. So for us, so before, in our house, yeah, before you give the phone to your child, all right, and you want to observe how responsible they are, um, would it be good to maybe test their responsibility before you give them a phone, maybe through other ways? Yeah, so definitely. Like for my number one, who is ten years old, uh, sometimes um, he he would ask for a certain amount of screen time to play his his game on on uh, the laptop, uh, and so we'd say, okay, you know, I ask him how much time do you want, and then he'd say, okay, uh, could I have thirty minutes? I say, okay, sure, go ahead, thirty minutes, and then I'd see, does he automatically stop at the thirty minutes point? Or do I have do I have to be the one who will come in and say, hey, your thirty minutes is up, you should stop, and and so that's that's a very clear sign of of me knowing whether he's conscious of time, uh, of how he's being responsible with his own time and whether he can hold true to what his word to his word, yeah. Mm. What do you think, Kevin? What's at what age? 
Uh, yeah, I agree with Fern. In fact, I was going to say that we, we, we are in the, in the midst of having a conversation with my 12-year-old on whether he should have a phone. Because uh, all his friends have phones uh, and he's asking uh, when he can have a phone. So I, um, so I think it is really child-to-child, parent-to-parent kind of thing. And I, and I want to encourage the conversation between the parent and the child. So you don't say, oh, when you hit 13 years old, then I give you a phone kind of thing. Yeah, like what Fern says, when they hit 13, they may still act like a three-year-old. So no, right? So it, it's, it's the kid's maturity level, the kid's sense of responsibility, all these things we can kind of assess whether they are ready for it. So but what we are trying to do is have conversation with our, with our firstborn, right? Our 12-year-old. Why do you want a phone? Oh, so that I can talk to my friends. They say, but you talk to them in school, what? They're like, oh, then, uh, so I can call you, but you don't call me, what? you can use your school phone to call me. You know what I mean? That's like, there are many reasons like you don't need your phone, right? Yeah. So, and, and uh, yeah, so basically, and, and anyway, so we are working out, okay, so if you have a phone, like what are you going to do? So we are actually getting him to draft out his own phone contract. If I have a phone, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, how am I going to maintain it? Yeah, I'm going to pay for it, whatever. Yeah, so he, uh, he's drafting out his own contract now. Uh, uh, yeah. and, he, and he knows that when we are ready, uh, when we feel that he's ready, he can have it. Yeah, and in fact, we are already thinking maybe we should we should give him a phone, but so that we can contact him, things like that. Because he's got a lot of after school activities now, and it's really hard to coordinate, especially if we didn't give him the instruction whether we are picking him or not, things like that. Like, it's more practical things rather than, uh, yeah, it's time because he's big. The the reason that we sh- that we uh, should not give our kids the phone is because all the all his or her classmates are having phones, so we should give. No, that's a wrong reason for you to mm. give your kids the phone. Yeah, it is based on your kids readiness to have it. That's what I would say. Yeah. I think that that's uh, so, so. Yeah, a very important thing. You, you, don't, you don't follow the crowd you know, and just keep up with the Joneses as, as what people say. And I think one more thing you want to, might want to consider talking about is replacement. All right? In case your phone is damaged or lost, all right, do not expect automatic replacement. <laughs> right. Hafiz, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very sensitive to that because nowadays, uh, phone models uh, update themselves not years, uh, months, or even weeks sometimes, and you have different brands and different uh, specs. You know, it's very, you know, you know, you just bought a phone, you know, and then you want to upgrade because uh, it's cheaper. You know, there is a contract. There's always a catch. Okay, so so for me, uh, replacement uh, is only when it's needed, and I show my children my own phone. It's cracked. And I'm still using it. I'm using it for work, you know. So if you have a problem with your phone, it must be really make <laughs> such in an unusable state, then we replace it. But also means that I will buy them a good phone. Now. <laughs> so that, you know, for, for me, you can buy a cheap phone and then it gets spoiled and then uh, they want to, an- to have another one. This attitude of uh, buy quality and then uh, it lasts longer. I think I hold to that. Yeah, but... Of course, not the most extensive one, you know, because for me, it's like also to teach them, it is not your money, you know, it's my money. But for phones, especially, I wish they are, use their own savings. Uh, but at the same time, I also would try to use my 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 own money as well because I have investment <laughs> in that in that gadget and I have a share in it. So in a way, they say, that, no, this is my money and uh, it's mine and you cannot, you know, have a share in it. So... That's how I manage it. Sometimes it works, sometimes that, it doesn't. So, yeah, you know, that's an interesting that's thing. If, if you buy the phone with your money as a parent and then you say, I'm lending it, lending the phone to you. So it's still my property, so I can I can take it back anytime I want to. 
Okay. It's a stewardship also. Like I passed, I lend you this phone, so you have to steward this phone. You have to take care of this phone, right? And yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and treat it, treat it like yours, so to speak. Treat it respect, respect and respect. If you buy it, or you know, you let the child buy it with his own money, then it becomes yeah. his phone, and therefore he says he will use that ex excuse, you know. But this is my phone; I can do whatever I want with it, right? Okay. So parents another, can buy the thing phone. That parents, the, the child yeah. will sustain the line, <laughs> so it's still their money, but they have to pay. Okay. For yes, another. That's another way to do it. You buy the phone, but the child pays for the uh, monthly subscription. Okay. Another thing that parents talk about is, you know, they always ask, how do I control my child's, uh, you know, device use, right? On the time on the screen, uh, internet and things like that. Um, I always tell them this thing, you know, and, and I got this from uh, Common Sense Media. Common Sense Media is a very useful website. I think all of you should go and check it out. Uh, it has a lot of uh, um, reviews of movies and books and, the, you know, uh, educational apps and you know games and all these kind of things and Singapore has this media literacy council and uh, common sense media is actually their consultant all right because um, Singapore's media see uh, media literacy council does not do research they do not have a research um, uh, team behind them but common sense media has a team of researchers and scientists and things like that. And they, you know, when they do reviews and when they review apps and uh, educational apps and, and games, uh, it's done by these teams of experts. All right. And so they can give you the expert um, scientifically tested the apps and tell, give you a, a review of it. Okay. And um, so please check it out. Common sense media. Now, so Common Sense Media, I attended one of their seminars um, maybe two years ago, and this is the advice given to all parents. Replace the word control with agency. You understand the word agency? All right, agency means independence, right? And, um, and, and like what Shufan is talking about, you know, uh, help the child to develop more of their ability to make choices, make the right choices, uh, exercise self-control, uh, restraint, all right, delay gratification, whatever you want to call it, okay? And because, you know, this is this is all part and parcel of their maturity, maturation, you know, and, and journey towards adulthood and independence. And the more you control it, the more it will strain your parent-child relationship. And uh, yeah, so I think that that's something, you know, I don't know who has struggled. Uh, according to you, Kevin, you, you say this is not a problem area for you, okay? And maybe for Shufan, is, is that the word in your mind, control? How do I control? How do I limit? Uh, I, I think at this point in time where my children are still fairly young, uh, I still believe that as parents, we do hold uh, control over what they see, uh, how much time they spend on the screen. Um, but I think for my older two children who are 10 and 9, by and by, we're trying to let go of the reins a bit and let them be more independent with uh, the choices that they make. Um, and so I remember having this conversation with my number one and he, and he had um, some work to be done and some schoolwork to be done and he also wanted to play. I said, okay, so we have two things that you would like to do, or rather one thing that you'd like to do and one thing that you have to do. Um, and so as a parent, I'm going to tell you that the have to be done is something that has to be done. And you will not get your 
want until that have to is done. And so I said, okay, your schoolwork has to be has to be finished before you come and ask me for any screen time or any play time. Um, and so after he finished work, he came to me. I said, okay, uh, so how much time do you want to play? He, I think he said like two hours. I said, okay, but as a parent, I'm concerned that uh, you staring at a screen for two hours straight uh, is going to be harmful for you. What do you think about that? He said, okay, maybe I can split it up into like half an hour blocks. Uh, I said, okay, and so how will you split it up? He said, okay, I will split it up to 30 minutes and then I'll take like a 15 minutes break and then I would play for another 30 minutes, 15 minutes break and so on. I said, okay, I, I think that sounds uh, reasonable, you know, so at least you have that 15 minutes break uh, to just rest your eyes, go and do something else uh, and then come back. Um, and, and so I think him just being mindful of uh, my concerns as a parent, you know, that uh, I, I, I don't want to be a killjoy, you know, I, I think that that when it's time to play, we play hard. One of my, the things I tell my children is you work hard, you play hard. Uh, the March holidays are just around the corner and I believe it's time to play hard. You know, we go all out and play. Um, but when it's time to work, you work hard. And so I said, okay, you know, we, we want to strike a good balance with that. And so even though you want to play, there must also be, uh, it also must be done within boundaries. And so if you want to spend two hours on the screen time straight up, I said no, because I don't think it's good for your eyes. You're going to strain yourself and you're going to have bad posture and whatever. And I said, if he could think of uh, that solution to take a break in between, I said, great, that's good because that shows me that he's thinking. Uh, it shows me that he's also aware of my concerns as a parent. And it shows me that he's going to get responsibility for his actions um, and to know also that his actions have consequences uh, further down the road. Yeah. I've got two things to say about what, what you just talked about. Number one, um, if your child is playing a single player game, that, that's fine. You can break it up into, you know, whatever blocks. But uh, as your child grows older, he will begin to learn and uh, begin to participate in team player online games. And uh, that kind of breaking up into time frames is no longer practical. All right? And a lot yeah. of parents are not aware of that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so... The amount of time spent, it can be, you know, anything between 30 minutes and one and a half hours. As long as the mission is not complete, they've got to keep playing. And it's not reasonable to tell your child, I don't care, one hour is up, you need to lock out, you know. So what yeah. are you teaching the kids, you know, that, you know, if, you know, I, I, I can bail out from my team, you know, my friends, anytime I want to, right? The second thing is, um, uh, I forgot what the second thing is. <laughs> Hafiz, go over to you. Shufan, I like the way that you talk to your kids, right? Uh, I think depending on the age, the older ones, you ask them questions, you know. I'm sure it may not be as straightforward. And I think as a parent, I always have this problem, you know, that whenever you ask questions, they sometimes give answers that we don't expect them to, you know, reply. And then, you know, we give up. So don't give up, you know. Uh, I think they, they sometimes try to explore and test you. So, you know, it's an everyday thing that you have to practice. Uh, and don't give up. And then the day, okay. If uh, democracy doesn't work, I just go by totalitarian <laughs> method, you know. And then uh, you listen to me, or you know, the door, you know, you show the door. I think as parents, we need to be patient. So I, I can see that what you are actually uh, doing is to be very much. If you can really do it very well, is because of the patience that you have. I mean, the love and uh, I mean the long term thing that you want your children to to learn. And and you know, don't get triggered by children's. Uh, way of thinking because they really want things fast they really want things to they want to have fun and these are kids right 
So and then anything yeah. also that I want to touch also. Why why we are talking about all this? Because uh, I think uh, we need to tell kids that there is more to life than the screen, right? There's more to life than and 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 I think like like now you know we, we hope that we can meet each other right? But it's so convenient you know to do things through Streamyard you know, but we lose the the touch you know of uh, of of um, meeting each other and of conversing face to face and then I think it's very different. Right, so I think that's the part when they are young. We want to tell them, you know, have fun in life, but the right fun, and be holistic, right? Rather than just uh, do, uh, uh, you know, just 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 have this screen, uh, because in the real world it's not like that. I think in the future mm -hmm. we can say that, yeah, uh, it is you no. Know, even Steve Jobs, you know, they said uh, I think he had this uh, no uh, gadget uh, at the at the dining table. I mean, the creator, inventor of iPhone himself. Have that decision so he knows that it is there are a lot of negatives if you don't have mm. any uh you don't know how to manage it yeah mm. i now remember the second thing i wanted to say about the yeah you know this thing about you know what you must do you do it first and then after that what you want to do you can do it later um i also you know tell parents that's our perspective okay and i think that it's not wrong but you know if you if we really look at it from the child's perspective Sometimes, you know, after coming back from school, they want to unwind. They want to kind of kick, you know, kick their feet up, you know, and relax for a while. Uh, and they, and for, particularly for boys, they do it through gaming, right? And for girls, maybe on social media and things like that. So while we see it from our perspective and, you know, yeah, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, we should do what we must do first. And then after that, you know, once we have finished that, we can go on to what we want to do. I think that's, that's good. Uh, but, it could come across as being you know uh, insensitive to the needs of the child all right i mean that's how the child may perceive it that you're not sensitive to what i need all right you're not understanding you know what how i feel right now and therefore i want to do this so i do encourage parents to you know uh, have a conversation with their child and for example i said you know why don't you do this exercise okay um tell them if you have all the say all right to plan your day how you spend your time from the moment you get back from school, all right, until you go to bed. How would your plan look like? All right, now this is just an exercise, yeah, okay? And let, them, let your child just, you know, determine what he wants to do first. The moment I get back from school, I will do this, and then after I'll do this, after that I'll do this. And see how he thinks, how he prioritizes things and ask the question, why? Why do you do this before this? Why do you do this first? Why do you do this at this time? And you, you really get to know the child, what, what, how he thinks, how he makes decisions, what's important to him, and what are his motivations. And I think this will really uh, get, help you to know your child. And you know, it's something called perspective taking, right? Because we always see things from our perspective and we always see it as right. <laughs> but you know, we will only begin to understand the other person when we take his perspective. And so this is an exercise that I encourage parents to do. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, also important for us to try all these methods and don't give up. Because I mean, as uh, I think the one the old older parents here, uh, I mean, we are, we are trying to tell the children that home is a fun place to be with. I mean, it's fun to be with your parents, with your siblings, you know. Because there was a time where home is boring. I have got no fun here, you know. I I rather go to my friends. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, going to your friends, but if that becomes a, a outlet. All right. I think you will lose a lot of things, uh, you know, uh, when, when they're growing up, 
you know so i think again we need to uh, be sensitive of our, uh, as what Park Sen say right of uh, their perspective you know wait until it's too late you know they they think that uh, yeah everything goes okay not you know then uh, I, I i run away i, I go out <laughs> to get fun talk about um uh, how much time how do we limit the the, the, the children uh, uh screen time and things like that i think as parents it has to start with the parents so um control or not i think but decision comes from parents okay so why do i say that how do you as a parent view the use of screen time for your young kids because the who gives that 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 guidelines right zero to 24 this amount of time whatever but what is the use of that screen time if we are if you if if we see it as the screen time is my nanny uh, then that that is it but if like for Hafiz like he sees screen time as informational and giving them some form of way to learn then it's a different perspective already right so but so we have to be careful but I think most more of that not we uh, what I observe uh, huh? parents use screen time as a as a babysitting tool I need some downtime for myself so I just put them in front of the TV so that I can unwind for a while yeah um, but is that the best use of of, of screen time uh? okay so um while who give us the alternative like okay zero twenty four zero screen time right then my question is what is the alternative what do you then give to the kid instead of the screen right so as a parent we need to be creative like okay that's decide poor chauffeur play monopoly until the, the dice boy already you know because monopoly also use dice they never use dice everybody also use dice right so you know like board games so after a while can there's only so much board games you can play there's only so much cake you can bake there's only so much uh uh, uh things that you can do like right at home right yeah but at the end of the day I, I think also thinking about it right um do we actually really need to entertain our kids all the time that's a question that i i would like to throw to parents like oh yeah of course they need to be occupied really do they need to be occupied can they be left alone to have their own self-play okay and i my kids kind of tell me papa i'm so i'm so boring so boring then i tell them it's not boring you are boring because if i give you a piece of paper and a pen right you can draw if i give you things you can make you can play with anything literally right so the situation is not boring you are boring you are not thinking on how you can occupy your time creatively so i'm trying to challenge my kid right to say that no it's not boring you are the one that can make the situation now you know so i encourage them to don't use the screen time don't use the the the, the excuse that is boring and go do something that so my kids are, have picked up picked that up already right they're they're reading they're playing board games themselves they're drawing they're doing anything and everything but screen time um so um one of the recent uh check out my my kids the optometry yeah and they 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 usually question okay uh how much screen time does your kid have i said my kid my my son spends less than two hours a week when she was typing the data she's like two hours huh two hours a week or a day two hours a week less than two hours a week of screen time then said, how come your eye how come your kids eyes like that oh he reads a lot oh okay he reads a lot but less than two hours of screen time how do i do that because we tell them every sunday you have one what we call a sunday special treat they have 20 minutes of screen time each kid has 20 minutes of screen time allocated uh, at, 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 on a sunday they can play 20 minutes how do they do that they will turn on the ipad before they turn on their game they will turn on to the timer of the ipad and set 20 minutes and then they'll switch it back to their game and then they'll play and then when they're playing granted like what Parkson was saying the game sometimes takes more than that right they're in the midst of a game because they're, they're just okay just hang up like that we let them finish the game they finish that round so to speak right so if it's a round based game and not a time-based game you 
let them finish that round, complete the round, at least they're satisfied, their group, you know, they still maintain their friends because they play after they just log out like that. Uh, no, nobody wanna play with them anymore, you know. Right? So we let them con- have the access of control, so to speak, but they enjoy as well. So they look forward to Sundays very much because oh tomorrow is Sunday, you can't have screen time. Okay. But what we also do uh, in between is occasionally out of the blue, we say, okay, let's uh uh I'll let you go and watch uh, uh, your, your 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 TV or your, your Netflix or whatever, yeah, 20 minutes each. So they have one hour, but random, that kind of thing. So like during the week, right, they just sometimes have something to have kind of thing, but they do have this kind of pockets of random screen time that that, that we, we kind of dictate kind of thing, yeah. School holidays, you have a little bit more, but yeah, other than that, so other than that, my kids don't ask me for, for my phones for, for games because we'll never give to them. Or even if they we, we do, it's very rare that we say, okay, they are just one game, things like that. Now, because we are, we are encouraging them to think out of the box outside the screen time because we have seen screen time as another tool for entertainment but there are other ways you can entertain yourself with other things you can play instrument you can play anything lah right yeah just go and just go and figure out what you're going to do if not just go and rest long just go and sleep long you know nothing <laughs> so to parents like don't need to entertain your kids all the time they are old enough to play i mean granted some of them are a bit younger need your attention or what but then figure out alternatives for them besides freedom there are alternatives even for meals as well when we very on it's like i say it starts with parents because uh, very early on we, we decided no phones on the table so we at meal times it how how many of you actually enjoy no, meal, uh, no phone meal times we, we do every single day because we put our phones away yeah and we just have meal time there right um and for our kids when we go out to eat right we bring toys we pack in our kids' bag uh, besides the diapers and stuff, right? We bring toys and paper, scrap paper and, and pencil and paper. So when you sit down, right, straight away the kids ask for them. And we just dish them out and, and they're just drawing away, they're doodling away. I have I, I kept some of the copies. Very cute. The things that they draw, you know, as they grow older, they, they, their their proficiency is better. But but they're drawing while instead of on, on the screen. You know, things like so there are alternatives. I mean think about it, when we grew up, there was no screen time. But how did we survive? How did our parents survive bring us to restaurants? They bring us to go and see fish on, go and see the prawns, go and see the fish, go and see the bubbles, go and see the crabs. Let's take a toe, let's take a walk, right? And then the milk, the food comes, we eat. Right? So I believe, I strongly believe it's possible. I mean, partly because I'm living it, but but because I've lived it as well as a kid. So I strongly encourage parents to reconsider the use of screen time and to just to manage it in some sense. And 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 and, and enjoy uh the, the, the kid growing in an, in another way. Yeah, my, my take. Yeah. Well, you, you are definitely one of the rare success stories, which I think uh, should be a model for every parent to follow. And it, you're right, it is possible. And I guess it's uh, doing it consistently so that it becomes a, you know, a normal thing. Uh, I, I, I know of a friend, a couple who, you know, homeschool all their three kids. And so one of the one, one day we many years ago, we had, went out for dinner with with this family and the kids. And so the moment the kids finished eating, you know, as the cup, as the adults were talking, the kids all took out their own books out of their own bags and they started reading the book. So each child will have their own book to read and they read quietly throughout until the adults were done talking. <laughs> so that's, that's the, the normal thing for this family, right? And they were trained to do this from, yeah, from, I don't know how old, you know, from the beginning. So there was no question no no temptation you know on the on the part of the kids you know about phones and all that no none at all okay because they they just yeah it was normal for them every time today you know even when we are queuing up for food right you know what do we do we pull out our phones <laughs> okay because we just cannot uh stand 
idleness we cannot stand not because it's a waste of time but we just cannot stand without you know engaging our minds so in that sense we are all addicted to dopamine once again a very interesting conversation uh thank you all for sharing your experiences the the things that you have done and the things that have worked for you so i hope the parents that are listening in will try some of the methods that we have shared and let us know how it worked for you or any other uh, difficulties you're facing in this area of digital devices and we will do our best to help you out all right to the next time goodbye see you, Thank you. bye This is the WADT Podcast, and thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like, follow, or subscribe so that you will not miss any episodes. Share the link to this episode with someone you think that will benefit from it. We want to know what you think of this episode too. Please feel free to share your comments on one of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also email wearedeadstu at gmail.com if you have a question or need help. Till next time, this is Hafiz and Paxson signing off.